Can I just tell you how much I love my Sotva mattress? We recently got new mattresses, got them from Sotva, and I have to tell you, it is absolutely amazing. I am sleeping through the night. I feel like I'm staying at a five-star hotel every night, and it is just the most amazing experience. Um, there's a location coming in Paramus. They have a location in D.C. They definitely have a location in New York. I'm telling you, run, don't walk. Go check out Sattva. So let me tell you, it is a premier online luxury mattress and bedroom furnishings brand. With a commitment to quality, sustainability, and health, Sattva offers a curated selection of handcrafted, made-to-order mattresses for every type of sleeper and luxurious accessories, including sheets, pillows, and bed frames. Visit them online at sattva.com and experience smarter luxury sleep. And when you use the coupon code Gale Davis, you will receive $225 off a mattress purchase of $1,000. Once again, that's Gale Davis, and it's G-A-I-L-D-A-V-I-S, Sattva. Welcome to episode 100. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. I am super excited about today's guest, but I'm, first of all, let me just say thank you for hanging on to episode 100. I know I've been MIA, but it's been super busy, but this is not about me right now. This is about today's guest. And here are some words, just a few to describe her. Phenomenal, focused, trailblazer, black girl magic personified, challenger, visionary, amazing, wonderful, inclusive, and just a badass all the way around. I know a lot of people want to say they're badasses, but this one, this woman here is, she is the brainchild behind Share the Mic for the interior design industry. She turned it on its head when she did it. And I was, you know, I'm super happy that I was included in that because I had no idea what was going on. Um, I shared the mic with Toby Fairley, who is a very dear friend of mine. And Albie was the brainchild. And there you go. I just said her name. So it's Albie of Albie Knows. Um, she is just phenomenal. And I'm so excited because she has created what you will hear about, the Meridian Experience. It's a four-day in-person event tailored to celebrate and support the multi-hyphenate design creative on their designpreneur journey through a curated curriculum and intentional relationship building. And let me tell you what Meridian stands for. It's making exceptional relationships with interior design influencers through authentic networking. It's more than just a conference. It's an experience that that is designed to bridge the gap between interior designers and home influencers for meaningful and intentional exchanges. 
And can I just say she is super intentional because I know she's been working on this for a minute because I've been in this text thread with her and our friend Grace. And she is really thoughtful about the experience that everyone's going to receive this year, June 8th through the 11th. And we'll talk more about it. Um, this came out of the frustration of watching all these conferences that were, you know, geared towards white voices. And there were, you know, there's no voices. Uh, if it is a voice of color there, it's like one. And it's just not inclusive and it's not thoughtful and it's very um, alienating to those who are in this industry, who are people of color, who have massive platforms and who have a lot to say and who are super successful. So instead of asking for a seat at the table and to be in the room, Albie created her own table and her own room. And that's what I love about this. And that's what I love about her. Because instead of complaining and she and and get it, listen, we all have to voice our opinions. It's not just complaining, but it's pointing out the void that needs to be filled. And who better to fill it than people of color that knows what is missing? And Albie is the person to do this. So without further ado, because I could go on for like hours and days about how magnificent she is. I want you to hear about the Meridian experience. And just to break it down, the Meridian experience is a conference. Um, it's a four-day in-person event tailored to celebrate and support the multi-hyphenate design creative on their designpreneur journey through a curated curriculum and intentional relationship building. Meridian stands for Making exceptional relationships with interior design influence, influencers, excuse me, through authentic networking. It's more than just a conference. It's an experience that's, that is designed to bridge the gap between interior designers and home influencers for meaningful and intentional exchanges. It's a conference in a way that allows you to network and learn. It's a retreat in a way that retreat allows you to recharge your battery. It's a reunion in the way that the reunion allows you to connect with your people. And I'm so excited. So without further ado, here is my phenomenal, wonderful, she's younger than me, but she's a mentor, <laughs> friend, Albie Boybang, aka Albie Knows. Hello. Hey. Hey, Albie. Hello, hello. And thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to hear all about the Meridian experience. But before we start, I just want to say this is a special episode because it is episode 100. <gasps> <laughs> you lie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And so this is like perfect because it's a special episode because it's 100. Yes. But most importantly, it is special because of what you are doing. And I want to hear all about it. So tell me, what was the impetus for the Meridian experience? Whew. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, simply put, it, it, it was frustration, honestly. Just simply put, it was frustration. Um, and this is something you and I talked about the last time I was on the show with Share the Mic. It's something we've talked about offline, privately. And it was really just that notion, you know, we we nudge businesses and brands and events and entities, mm-hmm. you know, we hold them to task to do certain things um, mm-hmm. and to see if they'll, you know, if they'll learn, if they'll change, if <clears throat> the things that we have grown <laughs> frustrated with will get right. better, right? Right, and right. I, I, we saw all of that through 2020. And personally, I felt like okay, 2021 is where we may start to see fruits of that labor because things right. are instant. They take time. Correct. And That's by correct. the end of 2021, I noticed not very much had changed. And especially as someone who has felt like an outsider in this industry for a myriad mm-hmm. of reasons, not just race or gender, but even just underneath all of that, I realized like a light bulb went off. Right. Maybe right. they just don't know how to change because True. they've never had to. Right. Right. It's, you know, like they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Why? Because the old dog has arthritis in his knees and he's been doing it this way. I don't Listen, have dogs, but... he's just set. He's just set in his ways and he's not going to exactly. do it. And also, they may not change because they just feel like, you know, this has been working for me. Why should I? It's, exactly. it's not inconveniencing me. That was the other piece of it. It's like, I don't have to because people are still buying my things, coming to my things, supporting my things. And then on the other side of it is I don't know how to because I am not part of that community that is requiring the change, you know? And so I decided the best way to get something new, maybe to just start something new. It's already embedded in my objective, in my mission statement. I am catering to the me of it all. And so that was where it started. Um, in terms of finally doing it, I, 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 part of me will say, you know, it started four years ago, right? When I did my first virtual uh, conference, that was definitely when the seed was first planted. But why it's happening right now, at this particular moment is just after we saw 2020, and in 2021, not much changed. I said, you know what, why not do it myself? And True. so here we are. True. No, listen, we ask people to be an ally, but we don't want allies. We want accomplices. And everyone did their black squares. They gave great, you know, lip service. And then when you, every time you talk about it, then people slide into your DMs who already have had these major conferences, correct? And they're like, "What, what, what do you need from me? What can I do? And unfortunately for them, it's just throwing a check at us as opposed Mm -hmm. to really doing the work. Did you find that? And for me, it wasn't even just the check. Sometimes it was just lip service, right? Um, So it was a combination of the two. It was, well, I'll just throw money at the problem. And, you know, that absolves me of any actual responsibility or action. But then on the other side of it, which again ties to what I was saying earlier, it was like, yes, we want to do this. We want to do that. We want to do this. We want to do that. They didn't do anything. And part of me began to wonder, they just don't know how. Mm. Like, where do, you, where do you start when you've never had to? That's you know, true. I, the, the, sh- the show um, Shit's Creek, I don't know if you're familiar with it. 
Um, yeah. It's about this family, you know, so they've been rich forever, and then they're suddenly one false swoop, lost all their money, and they're poor. And they have no idea. They spent like the first season <laughs> trying to figure out how to just live without, you know, butlers and fancy cars and trips because they've never had to, especially the kids. They don't know that, right? Right. Um, and it's not until, I don't know, season four or something <laughs> where you start to see them like, oh, I should get a job. Or, you know? <laughs> this is how and, this goes. This is how we work it out. Exactly. Yeah. And so for me, it was the same kind of, and not absolving anyone of responsibility because again, there were... I do believe that there are lots of ways to be an actual accomplice that don't just include a black box. Or right. it's not, it can't just be a black box or just a check. There's a lot that you can do. And a lot of that work starts internally in the organizations, whether it's changing leadership or um, bringing in new fresh blood. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, when we think about these things, that, that whole old dog mentality Sometimes it is literally just, it's a generational difference. True. That's true. You know, there are things, my, my mom is a woman of color, obviously. And yet there are things that even when in having conversations of diversity, there are things we disagree on because she's just from a very different generation. Yes. Yes. And they, right? they can't see it the way we do. And they don't know. They're like, this is, this is how it is, just period. And you have to accept it. And we're like, no. Exactly. <laughs> And, and the same way I expect that my daughter from a completely different generation from me, we're probably going to butt heads on right. the way she views the world because she's from a generation that has gotten access to tools and ideas that we don't even think about, didn't even think about growing up. Right. So right. I found that that, that was the, that was what came out of, you know, 2020. Um, a lot of it was lip service. And then a lot mm-hmm. of it was, well, I don't know how, so maybe I just yeah. don't have to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And if then I be quiet. the sensational, exactly. And then it just kind of all fizzled out. It was no longer trending or cool. Yes. Um, and so it just, it all died out. No, I love it. Um, no, you're absolutely right. So I want to talk about a couple of things. One, you have some heavy hitters here. And... <laughs> And what I love most is the majority, well, they're all basically maybe like two or three are people of color. And I applaud Mm -hmm. you for that. And that's really big because it's important to see us Mm -hmm. making moves and also in these positions that we're just no lights are ever, you know, they're not shining on us. They're not showing on us. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, And so it, I'm just going to name a couple of people. You have Rashida Banks, love her. Grace Bonnie, mm-hmm. love my Grace. Uh, Debito, Debito. Um, mm-hmm. Shavonda Gardner, can't wait to hear. Oh my God, I fell in love with Alvin Wayne. I found him through you. Yes. <laughs> we love he, Alvin over here. Yes. Oh my God, he gives me life. And you have Jeremy Jankowski of Pinterest. Mm-hmm. That's yes. huge. That's really huge. How did that come about? So for just when it comes to the entire lineup, obviously, you know, having heavy hitters helps. This is a brand new conference and that's, that's just part of the marketing machine. I would mm-hmm. be remiss if I did not acknowledge, I need the names to drive the traffic, right? Right. However, when I sat down and was really thinking about the itinerary and uh, many of the people you named helped me flesh it out, actually. I thought about the topics I wanted to cover or how I wanted them covered and then who would fit the bill. So I shot huge shots 
same like I did with Share the Mic. I was emailing right. people that on the surface, not even in my tax bracket. And I was just like, let's just see what happens, right? And I had very specific needs that I wanted the conference to meet when it came to particular topics, conversations, the vibes, all of that. And so I reached out to these different people um, to see if they could fit that need, but also because they aligned with my value system with Mm -hmm. my views so you'll notice that a lot of these were people who also did share the mic for example and so i knew that they were already in alignment with what i wanted to create for this community um and then i just i just sent out the emails so someone like jeremy from pinterest he is um, a lead at pinterest creators for specifically home i started following him on instagram i honestly have no idea how i came across him on instagram but I did. Um, right, right, and right, right. I just enjoyed following him. And one day I looked at his bio and I realized, oh, he's a somebody. <laughs> and, <laughs> I love it. I love because, it. You know, his title is in his bio, right? Right. And personally, there are lots of platforms, you know, that I could have reached out to. And, you know, full transparency, I did, you know, and it's something on my, you know, three year plan. So something like Instagram and TikTok. Um, and I found the right people for those. However, I felt it important for me when starting with a platform, Pinterest creators made the most sense because mm-hmm. we are, whether we're on the working designer side or the design influencer side or somewhere in the middle, we are visual people. Yes. And we are also writing, excuse me, we are selling Mm-hmm. We are, and we have all our hands in all of these creative pockets. And Pinterest was made for creators. You know, you go on Pinterest to search someone else's creation to get inspiration. Where do mm-hmm. most designers grab their pictures from a mood board? Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. You know, where are their <laughs> clients saying, "Oh, I like this idea"? Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> and especially even just as an influencer, all of my traffic. Maybe not all. 93% of my traffic, even though I have a larger platform on Instagram, to my website, it comes from Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> because it is, it, it's, a, it's a giant search engine with pretty pictures. And so to me, it was important to introduce or reintroduce that to this community because I felt like on either side, they could have value. And that's what I say it goes back to. I thought about what I felt like was valuable based on what everyone said they needed. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out to the people who could fit the bill. And when it comes to the inclusivity of the mm-hmm. lineup, I did it that way for two reasons. One, well, these people exist. They're talented right. as all get out, you know. So I have people who have never been asked to speak on panels or lead workshops or do things like that, which would be mind boggling to me because I would go to events or I'd see event lineups and I'd see a topic and then I'd see the person's face was next to the topic and it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I didn't want to continue to perpetuate that. Like, well, based on who they know or who, how many followers they have, that's why they got chosen. And so everyone I chose is someone I follow and I have admired and I have watched and I have worked with. And I'm like, they have this particular superpower. So someone like Alvin, and Alvin, <sighs> you know, not small time by any measure. However, I must meet him. I must meet I him. Don't but go ahead. Him. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he's amazing, right? And so even ah. you just one time looking at him, you're like, he's amazing. Um, Demetrius, um, at home with Savvy is his handle, um, mm-hmm. and countless others. 
you don't see them getting tapped as often as we see so many other people when it comes to events and things like that. And meanwhile, I'm following them and I'm like, they have an amazing voice. They have an amazing eye. They have an amazing skill. Why aren't we learning from them? Correct. And so that was really how I went about. And even when it comes to the heavy hitters, like your Emily Hendersons and mm-hmm. Grace Bonnies and Zabitos, mm-hmm. they're usually tapped to just stand on a stage and, you know, give a keynote. Right. And right. As opposed to like digging deeper into what is powerful about this person's voice, their actual voice. What is their superpower? And so that's what I tried to tap into when I had brought everyone together. And lastly, the objective was to show that it can be done. Oh, well, there's no that... reason why I, I look at a roster of 30 speakers and two are Come on. not white. Come on. And when I say not white, I don't mean just black, but they're, they're, they're some, right. they're, these two people are supposed to carry the weight of yeah. every other category. Yeah, and it's supposed to be <laughs> you know? our voice. And it's supposed to be the voice yeah. of all BIPOC. And that's of just not reality. Marginalized, yeah. right? Yes. And yeah. it's like, that's, that's a lot of responsibility for one to two people to carry. And so yeah. I really also want to show that it can be done. It's not easy. It's not impossible. And so I, I, I didn't do the percent breakdown. However, yes, it is a very robust mix of male, female, black, white, Latinx, AAPI, as, at least as much right. as I could right. do. And it's still not as robust, to be quite honest, as I would have liked. However, there's also I have to factor in people's schedules and fees and all this other stuff, whether or not right. they could actually do it. You know, but I wanted to cast this wide net so that in turn, if I'm thinking about the marketing of it, I'm trying to reach a community at large. They should see themselves reflected in the people they're going to be learning from. 1000%. Well, you said that it's not easy, but I just want to say it may not be easy, but you are one woman. And once again, you pulled it off. And the people that keep saying they don't know where to look or that it can't be done, they have a whole team of people. So Correct. to me, that that's you're just lazy and you don't want to do it. And that's all you have to say. And then we'll move on from there. And so there you go. And have again, it. That, that's going to my point of and they've never had to. Right. They never had to. <laughs> they've <laughs> never had to. No. So so let me ask you, because I want to talk on two things. Your conference, is it going to be yearly or every six months? And I want to talk about pricing because your pricing makes it affordable because you go to a lot of other events and you're north of, you know, $4,000 on some of these things. And it doesn't include, it just, it's just includes you getting to, you know, to the getting conference. There. It, right. It doesn't include like other things and not that, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, no, I totally, yes. <laughs> because I know um, you and I and Grace had always talked, like you would ask about pricing and I would say about conferences that I've been to and how much it costs. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I'm actually going to tackle that one first before getting into, well, actually the annual part is easy. Yes. The intention is for it to come Perfect. back every year, um, annually, not semi-annually. So it would be every summer. God okay. willing, that's the plan. Okay. And um, in terms of the pricing, it's so funny you say that because that was one of my biggest challenges. Um, and I think just as creatives, right, you know, we, whether it's for our service, our products, whatever, um, many of us struggle with pricing. Mm-hmm. I know it's something I struggled with when I was doing client work, when I just, anytime I price things. Um, and a lot of that is tied to money mindset. And this conference definitely tapped into a lot of my money struggles. 
um, uh-huh. a lot of the imposter syndrome, especially that also yes. is tied to that. And yes. so I struggled with what, how can I price this accordingly so that people see its value, yes. um, but it's also in line with the market. And that's when I realized the standards are all over the place, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the pricing chair that I landed at felt like at least for my first year, I can't say what next year will look like. But Correct. however, starting out for what this year is supposed to look like for what I hope to bring together in a couple of months, um, I chose a price point that would make people feel comfortable mm-hmm. attending without undervaluing what they're going to be getting when they get there. Okay. Now, that being said, you know, it won't be until people get there and then they experience it and then I get their feedback and I'll know, okay, did I hit the mark? Could I have gone higher? Like whatever that might look like, because, right. you know, to your point, when you were sharing some of these event prices with me, I was blown away <laughs> because I did not, I, I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea. Um, however, I think it just comes down to the value and I will say, so there was, there's three tiers, right? So you can get your general admission ticket. You can get, um, an add-on, like a premium add-on, whether it's a a photography session or a mentor session, and then you can get all access, which would include all of the above. Right. I was truly astounded by how many people bought the all access tickets. Well, why wouldn't they? Like, it's just so ridiculous. And for me, in hindsight, as the same way you just said it, in hindsight, I'm like, it makes sense. However, setting it up you know again there's that fear the money mindset the imposter right. syndrome right setting right. it up i was right. like ah no ah. Yeah. you know even just like starting out designers you know we're like oh yeah, i'll just charge a hundred dollars an hour right right <laughs> and, and you know it's that right when we first start and then meanwhile you realize other people are charging 500 an hour yeah and you're like well, I, I think I offer $500 an hour service too. And yes. But it takes you a while to realize that. And so I was really blown away and honored by how many people bought all access tickets. And so that also kind of affirmed for me that, okay, I've tapped into something. Um, and we're just, we're just going to continue to build on that year after year. No, it's perfect. And I, I have to say, like, I just think you should just do the, <laughs> the one pricing because what the people that they're going to sit in front of and glean from should be way more than that price. But once again, that will come with time. And it's also what we do as women and especially women of color. We're like, well, I'm not sure if I should really pay that, you know, charge that. Mm -hmm. So I'm only going to charge this. And, you know, we're, we're doing this meek and humble in the meantime, you know, um, I don't know. Susie or Anna, you know, next to us is like, I'm going to charge a thousand and they don't offer half of what we, you know, even a quarter of what we offer. Yes. Anna's working. Yep. 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 (laughs) You know, and for me, it it was really, if if I'm being quite honest, my initial, this was my third or fourth pricing go round Mm because I had so many people in my inner circle, you included saying, what 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 is this peanuts that you're like it is not yeah. enough like it yeah. is not enough yeah. i kept and, on more 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 yeah <laughs> and so it was people like you who were like trust me this is not enough and so i mean that that is probably that could be a whole conference in it of itself money mindset however i decided because on the other side of it i also didn't want to create something that also perpetuated 
the elitism of this True. industry. Which the issue is like, what we have right now. Mm-hmm, where it's like, it's, it's so untouchable and unreachable. Um, because again, as someone who has very much felt what it's like to be an outsider in this space, mm-hmm. you know, I look at the ticket sales and many of the people who have purchased tickets are, you know, new or uh, newer. So they're not right. just starting out, but they're, you know, they are still getting acclimated in the industry, whether it's as a designer or a creator or both. And so finances are definitely, you know, a heavy part of that. And they still chose to make that investment in themselves because to your point earlier, because there's still also travel that has to be factored yeah. in. Yeah. Um, if, if you have a spouse that's taking time off from work, time off from work is usually mm-hmm. less money. Um, there's, you know, lodging that has to be factored in. And yet people made these investments and the ticket sales are people from who again are newer all the way up to people who are more seasoned however they still need more refinement and they feel like they being in a, the space with some of these people it's like the synergy is enough to be worth the value of the ticket so it's something that I struggled with however um seeing how the ticket sales have gone so far in the past month and a half Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, people are making the investment in themselves. So far be it for me to count their pockets for them. True, true. So before we go, tell us the dates, mm-hmm. um, location, hotel, whatever you want us to know. I know it's June 8th through the 11th, which is a weekend, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's a Wednesday to Saturday. Yes. So it starts Wednesday evening and it ends Saturday afternoon, early, late morning. Okay. And what hotel? Or so, going on. so, so the actual conference is going to be held at the Maiden Bower Center in Bellevue. And then we have partnered with three of the hotels in that area. They're all part of the Marriott family. So it's the AC Marriott, the Westin, and the W. And so those are three of the many surrounding hotels. But the actual venue is the Maiden Bower Convention Center. Because I wanted to encourage people to get outside. And not right. just be trapped in a hotel building. <laughs> and it's like, I go from my room to the conference, back to my room, and then to the hotel. Um, and then to the airport. Perfect. So it's going to be in um, Bellevue, Washington during those four days. And there are going to be workshops. So it's really hands-on. There are going to be panels. And there are going to be co-working sessions. As well as off-site mentor dinners. So people who have chosen to have that mentor session, they can go and sit down with the mentors as well as other peers who have purchased those sessions and really break bread while also learning from that particular mentor. So those are the main formats, the panels, the workshops, the co-working sessions, and the mentor dinners. And I would say it's like, um, it's a conference because you're learning, but it's also a retreat because it's about the person just as much as it's about their mind. So those four days, tickets are still on sale. Ticket sales end the first week of May. We've already sold through about half the tickets, which I'm really excited about um, because I wanted to keep it relatively small. And I say relatively, just relative to the size of other events like this. Um, So that people could feel comfortable, but really also benefit from the peer to peer mentorship as well. So tickets are still on sale right now, the all access as well as the general admission. Um, So the website is meweekend.com, meweekend.com. And yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's, 
it's a good time. I feel like, you know, you go into June right in the middle of the year and that's when you're like, I need to get my stuff together. I need to figure out what's next for the rest of the year. So I th- it's a good turning point in the year to really reevaluate and elevate. And so I'm excited to see everyone when they get there and kind of bring your full circle to the beginning of our conversation. Cause I, I watch all the ticket sales. I am seeing so many amazing faces and levels of education, levels of experience, backgrounds, races. And it's like, okay, I did something right. If all these people of all these different kinds are already um, invested in this event. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. So ladies and gentlemen, you heard that. All of that will be show notes. And I just want to say thank you once again, Albie, for this. And we're going to keep plugging this and we're going to get this all filled up. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed to know you. I feel so honored to call you, call you a sister friend. And I'm so glad I get to text you every day and have access (laughs) to you. (laughs) Same. And thank you for having me. I mean, uh, it's always, um, you, you have created such a community that is rare. Oh, thank (laughs) you so much. In this industry. Thank you so much. Actual community. So thank you for uh, sharing them with me today. I appreciate it. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important and will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network Platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.